Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The FT Welcome to the FT Big Read, a weekly podcast featuring the best of our long-form reporting from around the world. I'm Anna Dedda from the Comment and Analysis Desk of the Financial Times. In this podcast, Carlos Gunnell and Gina Chon open a series from an FT investigation into cyber insecurity. They reveal that although the US tech sector leads the world, the American government's computers are frighteningly vulnerable to cyber attacks, even while lawmakers see the skyrocketing number of hacks as evidence of a new Cold War. Now, Cara describes how a hacker calling himself Peace hit the jackpot on a foray into the files of the agency that oversees the US nuclear weapons program. In July 2013, a hacker calling himself Peace uploaded a malicious string of code into computers at the U.S. Department of Energy, the agency that oversees the American nuclear weapons program, its power production, and other vital national interests. Peace hit the jackpot, gaining access to a trove of confidential personal data, including the names of employees, their social security numbers, and their bank account details. Yes, he typed in an online chat room, I am invincible, finally shelled, mis.doe.gov after 24 hours. Prosecutors allege Peace is Lori Love, a 30-year-old resident of Suffolk, England. With relative ease, he and his unnamed co-conspirators gained unlimited access to the system and ran more than 600 queries on the DOE's computers. The alleged hackers accessed personal information of over 104,000 current and former DOE employees by breaking in through a known but unpatched vulnerability in an Adobe software program called Cold Fusion. Mr. Love allegedly used the same tactic to infiltrate the Federal Reserve, NASA, the Environmental Protection Agency, the U.S. Army, and the U.S. Missile Defense Agency, according to three separate criminal charges. The DOE breach was one of the biggest violations of government employee data at the time, and the department's watchdog says it could have been prevented. The vulnerability exploited by the attacker was specifically identified by U.S. software company Adobe in January 2013. Gregory Friedman, the DOE's inspector general, concluded after investigating the hack. While serious, the breach at the DOE can hardly be called rare. Even as the U.S. technology sector leads the world, the U.S. government's computer systems, including those of agencies that handle information crucial to national security, are woefully unprepared for the frequency and sophistication of today's cyber attackers. U.S. agencies' vulnerabilities have been hiding in plain sight. Last week, the Obama administration admitted that hackers stole the private information of about 25 million individuals through two hacks at the Office of Personnel Management, the government's human resources arm. The second breach was the largest ever cyber attack on a U.S. government agency. The OPM's chief resigned last Friday. Lawmakers see the skyrocketing number of hacks as evidence of a new Cold War, one which the U.S. is losing. Whether the attacker is a nation, China is thought to have been behind the OPM hack, or a small group like Mr. Love and his associates, the enemy is often more sophisticated and more nimble than the U.S. government. 
Mr. Love, who has been charged by prosecutors in New York, New Jersey, and Virginia, but who has not yet been sought for extradition, could not be reached for comment. China and Russia have become more aggressive in their cyber attacks, prompting U.S. defense and intelligence officials to express grudging admiration. You have to kind of salute the Chinese for what they did, said James Clapper, director of national intelligence, referring to the OPM breaches. In analysis by the Financial Times of dozens of reports by agency inspectors general, the Government Accountability Office, and the Office of Management and Budget, reveal that for years, more than half of the 24 agencies required to report their cyber defenses fail to take the most basic security steps. Such measures include patching software holes, using strong authentication technology, and continuously monitoring systems to help secure the troves of data collected on employees, retired military officials, and government programs. A review of thousands of documents and interviews with current and former government officials reveal the deep challenges facing government agencies. Most agency officials did not return repeated calls to discuss the report's findings or declined to comment. One of the central problems here is that you have old stuff that just was not designed or built in an era when we had these kinds of threats, Tony Scott, the government's new chief information officer, told Congress this year. The number of successful hacks of government agencies into highly sensitive information has been skyrocketing. This year, hackers accessed 100,000 tax accounts after breaking into systems at the Internal Revenue Service. A hack of the U.S. Postal Service last year exposed the sensitive information belonging to 800,000 employees. The State Department and White House said last year that their unclassified systems were breached, officials believe, by the Russian government. We have to raise our level of cybersecurity in both the private sector and the public sector, Michael Daniel, the White House cybersecurity coordinator, said last week. Since 2006, the number of incidents at federal agencies, including phishing attempts, malware attachments, and unauthorized access by employees, rose 1,100% to 67,168 in 2014, according to OMB. Some of that increase, officials say, reflects the better job agencies have done in detecting attacks. The entire nation is now making up for 20 years of underinvestment in our nation's cybersecurity in both the public and private sectors, Andy Osmond, Assistant Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, told Congress. The Obama administration has incrementally increased IT spending for the federal government from $78.6 billion in 2013 to a suggested budget of $86.3 billion for 2016. For 2015, the administration initially suggested cutting the budget by about 3% before it was increased. Budget wrangling with Congress and a focus on cost cutting add to the woes. Although more money would help, officials also note problems such as bureaucratic hurdles in hiring. A challenging procurement process and bad budgeting. Tens of millions of dollars have been wasted on software upgrades that went awry. Tom Carper, a Democratic senator from Delaware, told the FT that two laws passed last year to give agency chief information officers more authority over their IT budgets will help make significant strides toward modernizing cybersecurity. But Congress cannot rest on our laurels when it comes to cybersecurity. We have more work to do, he said. Congress should promptly authorize and fund the latest generation in cyber defense technology to make future intrusions across our government less likely, he said. The outdated equipment often used by U.S. agencies means that modern cyber defense techniques, such as having a zero trust approach, in which all users, applications, and devices must be verified, now a common feature in software offered by companies such as VMware, Palo Alto Networks, and Cisco, do not work. Encryption is also not possible on older IT infrastructure, such as the legacy networks at OPM. Its cybersecurity was viewed as so poor that in the week before the latest breach, its inspector general recommended shutting down its network and essentially rebooting. 
OPM declined. Strong authentication is defined as requiring more than a username and password, such as a two-factor test using a login and security code or a personal identity verification card. This is now a basic procedure at many companies and is frequently used in free online services such as Gmail. Some agencies, including the State Department, Labor Department, and OPM, did not implement a two-factor test, while 15 out of 24 agencies failed to have at least half of their users in compliance, the OMB said in February. This statistic is significant due to the fact that major cyber incidents can often be tied to a lack of strong authentication implementation, OMB wrote in its annual report to Congress. The layers of old technologies, far-flung operations, and a need for 24-7 connectivity present a host of security challenges current and former officials say. We're trying to put a Band-Aid on a carotid artery that's been severed, said an Inspector General Auditor who identified flaws at the agency he audits. Many federal agencies do not even have a handle on the basics of their IT. I was illustrated by the DOE breach, where an employee deleted a data file rather than investigate the traffic produced by Mr. Love's hack. Government reviews found that many departments did not have a grasp of how many IT systems they operated. Even the Department of Homeland Security was found to have spotty cyber defenses in some areas, especially at the Federal Emergency Management Agency, according to a December 2014 report by its Inspector General. Among other responsibilities, DHS has oversight of immigration and background checks on foreign visitors. It is also the federal agency that is supposed to help other agencies better manage their cyber risks. U.S. officials say China gained access to the background records of 21.5 million people, their contacts overseas, their friends, their financial information, and their work history in the second hack into OPM. Is an intelligence bonanza for the Chinese. Why there is a more outrage tells me how far we are from fixing this problem, says Mike Rogers, a former senator who, as chairman of the Intelligence Committee, was an advocate for improving cyber defenses. It would take a serious effort in each agency to get this right, to revamp the technology. And it takes money, he says. The U.S. government, he says, has to be held accountable. If you expose all of these people who have voluntarily filled out these forms and put their lives out there, you have some responsibility to protect the data, said Mr. Rogers, who was among those whose information was exposed. Six months before Mr. Peace's alleged hack, a unit within the DOE identified weaknesses in the compromised software. But the agency put off spending $4,200 to buy the new version, the inspector general found. The IG calculated the breach cost at least $3.7 million in credit monitoring and lost productivity. Some agencies do not have clear lines on who is responsible for their IT, often meaning no one takes charge. And if improving cybersecurity interferes with the main job of an agency, those fixes often get put on the back burner. The risk and frustration with the lack of response to repeated warnings about security flaws led Stephen Linick, Inspector General for the State Department, which in addition to diplomatic relations has reams of data on visas and passports, to ask Congress for a proprietary network. I would like to be completely separate from the department to ensure the integrity of our system, Mr. Linick said this year. The State Department said in a statement that it fully supports the independence of the IG and its data and was putting in place additional access controls and encryption to reduce the threat of access by outsiders. We note, however, that establishment of a separate network in and of itself will not mitigate all the same threats the U.S. government must now contend with, the department said. Robert Brees, who was in charge of DOE's IT system at the time of the peace hacks, bemoans the fact that the U.S. government's technology lags behind that of the private sector. 
The government in many places is still several years to a decade behind the best and brightest in the private sector on legacy modernization in the building of secure, resilient systems, says Mr. Brees, who left the agency in 2014. He added, I don't mean the Googles and Amazons, but long-standing companies like Ford. The FT Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.